0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 304 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my, uh, jeez, I don't even know, my, uh, my detecting co-host, <laughs> Peter and <Yes>. Jake. <laughs> uh, no one... transition detected. No transition. One day
1: late, unfortunately, we could have, if we weren't watching the movie, we could have recorded episode three hundred four on three hundred four. Damn, but we could have. That's just what happens. It's just what happens on this, the adamantium edition of the cast, strongest metal in all of comics, most resistant. Turns out, it comes off like permanent marker. You just take some rubbing alcohol, and you can it just dissolves it right there. Like it turns. Wolverine's claws—they turn into jelly.
0: It's—it's like, it's not very chemically resistant. When they turn into jelly, properties. are they still like
2: attached? So it just, he just—he still has his claws. They're just flop, floppy. They're just wiggling. Yeah. Get out of here. They, they turn more like whips. I don't care that there's bone inside them. They're pl- well, Let's it's make them the boneless. Uh, it's the uh, the bone-fixing spell from, uh, from Harry Potter. when yeah, when, when Guardian Levy Bonesaw. When Harry's like Bonesa. arm turns to jelly and yeah, Levy is ready.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the bone... The, he takes the bone potion. Yeah, the bone yeah, potion. Take, I've taken a bone potion a time or two in my life. Oh, it um, tastes
0: like pumpkin I mean, juice. Who here has not tried Viagra in their day?
1: <laughs> um, so I, que- question about Adamantium. I don't know. Co- comic book okay. lore masters here. Um, what's the melting sure. temperature...
0: I don't think it's, like...
1: like, they pumped it into Wolverine's body. And, like, even if it's a high melting temperature, like, I could imagine that, like, okay, he's Wolverine. You can just send white-hot, searing, molten metal around his bones, and he'll be fine afterwards. But... Um, I Because I remember in X-2, or whatever, whichever X-Men, they, they pumped liquid... They had, like, a little liquid anabantium tube. So... Is it, like, resin where it just cures? And it's just indestructible from that it's a metal
0: it's it's an ord metal is it some kind of Um, polymer alloy (laughs) so um there's not like a great source on its actual physical properties because it's a comic book thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but (laughs) some of the speculations is that it has a uh an a melting point of 4126 degrees C.
2: So you're telling me there's no phase diagram for like Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think
0: anyone covered. would sketch that out.
2: Marvel, get your shit together and give us a phase diagram for adamantium and also vibranium.
1: Wikipedia has an entire they probably have an entire database on the fucking properties of Beskar Steel.
2: Some nerds came up with some shit. And here it is.
0: <laughs> you know, the, so it's an alloy. Adamantium
2: yeah. Adamant. Yeah. I thought Adamantium was an alloy of vibranium or some shit. Like vibranium is well, like
0: the raw material. Cap shield is a adamantium vibranium alloy shield. In the, but I'm reading here that. In the comics, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if they, uh, specified that in, uh, the movies or not
1: where's the ttt curve for thor's hammer
2: (laughs) yeah what's thor's hammer made out of made
0: of i don't know fucking asgardian ores
2: (laughs) and magic but that got fucked up magic and now it's uh now it's the uh the ladies lady thor's and it got repaired somehow so somebody had to go pick up the pieces so somebody on some scottish hills back
0: together (laughs)
2: we're <laughs> just picking up chunks of Mjolnir and just they gluing boy, them back together.
0: <laughs> and of course, Humpty Dumpty, this year.
2: As always, we're coming at you live from Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> no, from Cyber City. Thanks, Discord, uh, for giving these cool AR backgrounds because I'm in Cyber City and I can be wherever I want to be.
1: You can even be the Riddler.
2: Yeah, where am I going to be now? Now I'm going to be yeah, in uh, Discord the movie. We,
0: uh, we're uh, once again recording from our uh, satellite office in Gotham
2: City. <laughs> but this seems like a different hey, we... Gotham than we've seen before. It seems yeah, darker. Because they're like, oh, it's New York City. <laughs> but also Hogwarts. But also just... Chicago, <laughs> New York City is called
0: Gotham. It's the same city, right? Let's mm-hmm. put Madison Square Garden in our Batman. Movie. They're all based Remember on Remember when, when,
1: when Selena Kyle said, uh, "I'm gonna go upstate
0: to Bloodhaven Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> upstate can't 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 really go upstate in Chicago. Not uh, kind of.
0: But not already the, already in okay. the Nolan trilogy, I believe it was filmed in Chicago or parts of it were. Um, but yeah, we reviewed the Batman, and um, just based on mine and Peter's reaction to the the filming and what Jake told us beforehand, there's going to be some debate be at the end of this program.
2: All right, good. A mean argument. I have prepared. Um,
0: so we'll we'll see. Well, I don't I don't think it'll be contentious. I think I I'm at a point in my my digesting mm-hmm. of this movie where I just want to reach the people who liked it a lot and and try to figure out why what I missed I want to learn yeah. did it's I a miss learning something?
1: experience I like I'm set I everything from the movie that I needed to know I know I just need to learn I need to learn from the fans
2: Yeah no I mean from, from it,
1: this movie that was purported by many to be as good as The Dark Knight <laughs> I'm sorry
2: Yeah no uh actually better but
1: I like the one. I like the um, part where he was Bollywood dancing. That was my
0: favorite part of the movie. That you know what? That would have been a better climax than the
2: one we got in this movie. <laughs> y'all, y'all to go see the Batman, right? Not the joke Bollywood Batman. that I say? <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> did,
0: we saw the correct. Did somebody movie, fuck but up. I can't be certain because everyone's saying this movie was so
2: great, but I don't. Hey, man, it could be just India coming out in full force saying, no, Bollywood Batman is actually the shit.
0: Bollywood Batman. <laughs> Bollywood best. Batman has a mustache. Uh, Robert Pattinson doesn't have a mustache. Yeah, come on. It's a win for Bollywood Batman. Um, but before, okay. Well, before we get into all that, we do have some other uh, segments in housekeeping, including Trey Watch, which is our trailer. Roundup and review segment, and oh boy, is there a lot of fucking trailers today?
1: The tick is talked uh, this week. Yeah, they dumped um, it on us. I think, I think all the sun. I think Sundance just happened. So, oh yeah, yeah. or a couple weeks back. I don't know. They're dumping all the Sundance. We have. I'm counting them at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have ten trailers that we have to talk about. So. We're gonna blast through them like Taco Bell through my plumbing system, all right? Yeah,
0: we're not going to uh,
1: can't give
0: uh, too much on these, so (laughs) I'll I'll start with lingered
1: too long on (laughs) these
0: trailers. Um, Yeah, we have the Innocence first up, which is a uh, Mm a horror film about kids. <laughs>
1: being uh, bad. There's a psychic kid, there's a ghost kid, and there's the, the other kid.
2: It's basically X Men, but.
0: Y- y'all remember Brightburn?
1: A little bit. This...
0: Y'all remember at the end of Brightburn when there was like the anti justice league? Oh, yeah.
2: I don't. I um, didn't watch that movie. Yeah, well, well, I, didn't I heard about, movie, about it. I right heard about much. that part.
0: Yeah. Uh, This kind of like strikes me as being that sort of thing. It also kind of reminds me of when they said that uh, New Mutants or whatever was going to be like a psychological horror
2: now, type thing. New and Mutants was... was better than the original X-Men. So per- <laughs> definitely they did a way better job of setting up X-Men. Um,
1: so I, I, this movie is looking pretty good to me. Um, it, they kept the trailer like kind of properly vague. And they also kind of made sure that we know that it's not really about, like, the powers. Because they don't they don't really care about that. It's about the kids and how they're being, you know, kind of shitheads to each other. <laughs> like, that kind of, like, you know, your first time being having your friendship betrayed as a child. How much that fucking sucks.
0: You betrayed me.
2: Yeah, like, they're, I think their reactions might not be, like, the most mature so when they are given these powers or when they have these powers they tend to like overdo kids it on legs things. Like on the playground and yeah. shit. Just
1: being like It's
2: like, "Hey, you mean... stole my toy." Breaks legs. They're being
0: they're being fucking kids with superpowers. They're not responsible. They don't have any concept of responsibility.
2: They don't have any concept of what they're they're capable of. I had no idea what country this was in until I had to look it up. So and it's in Nordic
0: it's in Norseville. Yes. <laughs> no. Where we'll be heading From on It's stream. starring
2: Raquel Lenore Fludum. For... It's directed and written um, by Eskil Vult.
0: Right. I think we've already spent too much time on that trailer. <laughs> we gotta move on. We gotta grab another one. Uh, Infinite Storm. Jake, you just oh, watched this so one. Oh, so this is he a beautiful... It's a, cute,
2: it's a cute rom-com. So I love this. So... Big storm's approaching, and you know what that means. Time to go on a nice little hike. Big storm's approaching, love is encroaching. That's what they always say, the old wives' tale. So you find love in the most unexpected way, and this lady, I don't know her name, finds love at the top of a mountain. How cute. She saves a man from near death and tries to get him down the mountain in one piece. Unfortunately things happen along the way and they Which don't they show, it doesn't go they the they way show they expected the, yeah. <laughs>
1: they show all of the things in this trailer they did not want to like leave you hanging for any of it like if, some, if a set piece happens it's in this trailer
0: yeah this is a uh, nice little mini movie
1: every fucking scrape every time they fall off like a log or he's like we saw this man's entire character arc in this trailer where he's like He's like meditating on a mountain and he's like, <laughs> and then he's,
2: he's like uh, I, I, like, I, I, I want to go breaking his fracturing his leg. This is not a rom-com. This is a, a fucking thriller, I guess. Maybe survival, survival thriller. Uh, Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where they, they try to get this man uh, down from the mountain or whatever
0: an experienced hiker attempts to save a stranger during a blizzard on Mount Washington. There's some speculation in the comments. And by that, I mean, one dude commented this, uh, that the guy is a figment of her imagination because she's delirious.
2: That'd be a cool little twist.
0: That'd be an interesting swerve. But all right, that's infinite. I think it's a (laughs) rom-com.
2: I think it's better than that. Uh, and you know what? In a rom-com, you're not alone. Just like you won't be you alone. You won't be alone. <laughs> uh, we got it's a rom-com for all you witches out there. Yeah, witch tries to get some gets her rocks off, you know? Witch, witch is just uh, in the woods trying to fuck. Trying to ride a new kind of broomstick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> trying to meet Kratos for coffee. Exactly. And uh, the, the thumbnail is a beautiful picture of her licking blood or whatever off her fingies. Um so you know <laughs> you, you know that cock's finger looking good when you go to KFC? <laughs> Hold
0: on. I need to <laughs> this is a poll quote from Mike McGranigan of the Isle Seat. The best folk horror film since The Witch.
1: Not the Vitch. Is...
2: The Witch. Is that how many folk that... horror films are there that don't have well, to do with witches? Well, you had. Midsummer. I mean, do, does Midsommar count?
1: Yeah, and I, I'm gonna bet that it was better than this. I don't. Also, don't. I also don't see the horror in this. Like, yeah. I guess she probably murders a couple people, but like, it doesn't look like. The, like, it's not like it's fucking Children of the Corn, <laughs> where everyone the village or like the the village where everyone's like, I'm gonna lynch you, witch. I'm going to kill you.
2: Yeah. Um, She's
1: just like hanging out with people they kind of just don't <laughs> like her. They're like, ew, you're dirty and you haven't
2: cut your nails. You're
0: a fucking swamp witch. Get out of my house." And I saw um, you line um,
2: up my husband. You're trying to f- this
0: uh Is this an A24
2: movie? No. no. But focus. I hope that by the end know. of the
1: movie she'll she'll grow as a character and she'll learn that she can be uh a Hospital secretary with those nails.
0: She g- grows a character. <laughs>
1: with those long,
2: no, she's with those an long ASMR. Claws. She's gonna she's gonna give up her life, her profession of being a witch, and pursue becoming an ASMR streamer, where she uh, <laughs> clinks on glasses and uh, pops bubble wrap with a with a microphone that's gain is way too high. <sighs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we got in on that instead of creating original content every
2: week. Hey, man, it'd be Um, so, so easy. Just like it's easy to keep on making these goddamn Bruce Willis movies.
0: Hey, this is unique, okay? To my knowledge, this is the first sequel from a Bruce Willis geezer teaser. Yes. Geezer Um, teaser.
1: and Bruce Willis geezer teaser. I think they actually took this from, like, the, the top of the craft. This is actually kind of state-of-the-art, I'll be honest here, um, because they stole the idea to film all the sequels at once from James Cameron and his Avatar movies. Uh, that's that's yeah. the running theme. We're either thinking that they were able to get everyone back or they just filmed all the sequels at the same time. This movie's sequel attitude has nothing to do with them wanting, getting enough money or enough views To want to write another one
0: because no, this is not backed by popular demand, sort of thing. Yeah, all these movies are the same; they're so interchangeable. I, I, I just really don't. (laughs) This, this whole fucking geezer teaser, uh, the the Willis verse, you know, is so fascinating to me. Just like they're paying him two million a pop for these movies. Like, where is the money coming from? (laughs) Bitcoin. Why are you doing it? You can't be making that money back, uh, right? Uh, this has to be, be like Bitcoin. some sort of laundering operation. I mean, probably. Nothing else seems to make sense.
1: Hollywood, they're just doing some kind of fucking Hollywood math. Which...
0: Let's see. There is a Fortress Free that's in pre-production.
1: Okay. Fret not.
2: I knew it. Yeah. Does it, it was matter happen.
1: what this one is about? No, it's sniper's eye, so I assume at some point there's a sniper. Like that's that's all that is. Did it we even see a sniper rifle? A sniper.
0: That's that's yeah, I think you're giving it quite a bit of credit, Peter, to assume that there's actually gonna be a sniper in here and that the title is gonna have anything to do with the movie. Yeah. I think
2: you're very, very optimistic. For them just for... name this Chad Michael Murray's eye. From the minds behind Lone Survivor and The Irishman. Yeah, who on who The Irishman the worked fuck on this? On The Irishman, the writer's kid. One of the like was this should... like
0: the second prop director alternate? All right, it says director Irishman. Josh works on this movie.
1: Yeah, Josh Sternfeld. Let's take a look at this man. See what he did on the fucking uh, on uh, what you call it. So this was this was uh, filmed in June 2021
0: living um, Survivor
1: uh, Show me his uh, Credits Let's see He was the pro- <laughs> He was the producer on some su- Such famous movies as Tunnels From Jersey, live <laughs> with Eric Jacob Oh
2: god, he was a producer on Gotti go here. Noel, uh, Noel Ashman One of the producers mm-hmm. Produced uh, Gotti Mm. which famously, like, got shit reviews. It is sitting at a 4.7 on IMDb. I'm pretty sure that's up from where it was before.
0: I mean, it was a zero percenter on Rotten Tomatoes for a while. Yeah. Um. Uh, let me see. The Irishman. I could not find him credited oh, uh... in Lone Survivor, which I don't know why you'd lie about that movie. Um, But let's see uh let's see all cast and i'm crew. reading
1: i'm looking at the, the site oh wow this <laughs> this poster um i know we were trying to move this quickly but like fuck dude we gotta take a pause on this even though it's probably the easiest one to just say oh it's crap let's move on um No, it produced by Randall Emmett and George Farula, who also produced the Irishman and Lone Survivor. And Chad A. Verdi. Who's a producer I guess a producer on The Irishman. But I I want you all to take a look at that Jake and Kurt. I want I want you to take a look at this this poster. And Bruce Willis just looking like a Photoshop thumb out here. Oh my god.
2: Oh wow. I thought this was Thumb Wars. (laughs)
1: Bro looks like the ass end of a tube of cookie dough.
2: God, could they get a cast? Scroll
0: down. Is is Ten Minutes Gone one of your similar titles? Look at the poster for that one. (laughs) Oh, um... With Michael Chiklis and Bruce Willis both looking like they want to be anywhere else.
1: Okay, I'm just going to say this.
0: Oh, this was...
2: Rust was also a Highland film group. I, Picture. I, I do got to say this one thing. I feel like this is why diversity in, in Hollywood movies is required. Because all of these white dudes, replaceable. Not bringing anything to the table. They're just... They could be named white dude one, two, and three.
1: I love how I'm looking... So Ch- Chad Michael Murray is crev- credited for being on fucking Riven, uh, Riverdale. And Jesse Metcalf. He was on oh, Hard uh, Kill and Escape Plan to
0: Hades. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray. Hard Kill, which is another one of these geezer teasers, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Chad Michael Murray was on some like teen knee-bopper show back in the day. One Tree Hill or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: he also went to my high school. I think yeah
0: how how long are you gonna hold on to that jake
2: (laughs) uh till the day i die it's the only thing that's good about my high school well that in the engineering department had a good tech tech department all right um so just know that i'm better than a lot of people because chad michael murray went to my high school and like i've walked the same halls as him so like that's hallowed ground uh, I'm pretty sure his talent rubbed off on me in a lot of ways.
0: Oh, his yes, his excessive I, talent that's s- led him to starring in fucking geezer teasers. With Bruce Will-
2: Sometimes I channel his performance in House of Wax and really, like, get that is inner me.
1: Yeah. Um, all I'm going to say is after, after we're done, another day, on a slow day, Gotta remind me to we're gonna look through Highland Film Group's uh filmography here.
0: I'm sure it's just all this shit.
1: <laughs> dude, oh my there's some gems in here.
0: I think they're the like straight the red box company.
1: <laughs> they did they were the ones who did dude, they had jujitsu in here, they have like the fucking smiley face killers. They got uh that Jackie Chan movie Vanguard.
2: Oh man. Oh was, gosh, I forgot about
0: that. Yep, they are the straight to red box people. Um yep. Okay, so right. Uma.
2: Yes.
0: Ama. Is. Ama. Ama, 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 star Sandra O. Oh. hmm. And.
1: It's, uh, do we want to call do you want to be reductive and call this the Korean grudge?
0: I mean, yeah, it's in that same vein.
1: Um, yeah. I, I mean, it looks like an interesting movie.
2: Hey, these uh, yeah. these March releases, uh, these March trailers for horror movies, really get me the Halloween spirit.
0: Yeah, a lot of horror movies this week.
2: January this
0: is usually when fun. they release them in between, like the big tent poles. Was this another Sundance? This the only other thing that makes money.
2: Cause Sundance is really known for like doing their horror shit. I don't. Although think
0: known so. for low budget and low budget, is, or horror is easy to do yeah. on a low
1: budget. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as I as I remember what I watched in this trailer, you remember those remember those Geico commercials? Like, don't be like your parents, right? Where it's yes, like they're the, the ones that are currently airing. Yes, uh, this is the horror movie version of those commercials, <laughs> where she's like, "That's the like because that's apparently like the premise is like you don't turn into your mom, yeah, your mom will kill you,
2: your and, mom like, guess, will murder you as a ghost."
1: Yeah, and the the spirit of Uma is is possessing Sandra O, oh and threatening. She's going to threaten to continue the cycle of of and revisit Unless the Unless it stops, her daughter.
0: Unless it's stopped by one man, Bruce Willis, yes. in the sequel, Fortress okay.
2: Three, kill Uma, Uma. <laughs> I'm ama. And then it says, I'm a who? I'm a kill you.
0: No, it's the perfect role because he, he doesn't remember his lines anymore, apparently. So him just saying, um, uh, works because mm. he's addressing the other character in the movie.
2: He's going to go, who are you going to call? Me, Bruce Willis. Because I'll Bruce get Willis. that ghost. <laughs>
1: um, So that's, that's, i um, uh... Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. This, they did an extended trailer for the movie. Again, I have no idea what happens in this anime, but I can. I'm gonna guess. Like this, this there's a there's a formula to anime movies, where it's um it's your main cast. It's, you take your main cast, you put them in non-canon town. They go to non-canon town for the duration of the movie, and they meet non-canon main character. Like the person that they add to the movie that's going to have their entire arc resolved within the one and a half hours in which the movie takes place. And they definitely have, they're definitely framing it like that in this where there's this kid and he's like, he's got like a girlfriend. as like a little tiny baby kid and then he's like, I'm going to go to high school um, because I want to meet people. (laughs) I guess. I want to in- he literally says, I want to interact with someone. Um and then the main guys, I guess, Panda Bear, Blaster, and and Rat My Face are going to fight demons. And somehow those stories are going to intersect. Cool. Juju kaiser roll
0: Uh it- we have a final trailer for Morbius, which Shows a lot of the same stuff that the other trailers have shown. Yep.
2: Yep. Um, maybe a couple extra scenes here and there, but we know it's about Morbius. Yep. Uh, um, we
1: got the Prime and Netflix uh, next content download because we got Master. Um, we could. They couldn't get uh, Jordan Peele, so they got someone else. Um, we got Joe his gets, cousin girl gets a black girl gets a room in a an old white school um which i guess was the master's room and they literally built the entire movie i think around the phrase wow she's the first black master like they say that in the movie uh, 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 and there's like killers the going
2: around killing people
1: <laughs> and there's, there's also discrimination happening
2: hell yeah
0: around discriminating oh, no. people discrimination um, that's worse than murder
1: <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's the movie is like man man is in college kind of racist also killer cool next uh all the old knives chris pine is this
2: a sequel yeah. to knives out
0: no this was not a sequel to knives out i thought that I thought
2: really that. From the title. The, the title. And that. there's something to do yeah. with a murder, but it's not a murder mystery, so I don't it's yes.
0: So it's a Turk the Turkish Airlines flight one twenty seven or whatever that was hijacked or mm-hmm. disappeared, whatever the case was. Um and this is a movie based on the investigation of that event. And Chris Pine plays one of the investigators and there was a mole in their unit.
2: And they shove in a uh, fucking love story in there. He well, better get a mole trap for that. You don't want them tearing well, up your garden. Old-
0: his old frame. What about a rat? His old rat flame, trap. rather.
2: El Elrata? El Rata. El Rata. <laughs> El
0: Rata. That's uh <laughs> We, we will get there. Oh, El Which is what also like Elrata is not commonly yeah. used. Um, Ratone. But it's is, funny
1: to say. Is um, more we really. I gotta save it because I'm gonna fucking blow my stack here if we talk about it now. Um, oh, I'm gonna nice. burst my bubble like the bubble. Um, this actually, like, this is one this of those looks that looks kind of decent. Yeah, um,
0: it's big like ensemble cast.
1: because they put and they put some CGI budget into this. Yes, it's the um, they're filming. You know, it's they're filming one of the COVID movie co- movies during COVID, and they're actually trying to like. Film a movie while being restricted, uh, but they're all stuck. Uh, yeah, they're the in
0: the side. bubble. That's why it's called the bubble. They're in the filming bubble for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then people start going crazy. Some weird shit starts happening, but it's not. I don't think it's supposed to be like imply that it's supernatural or they government conspiracy. Crazy. I think yeah. they just all get cabin fever. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge ensemble cast. Like name a comedian who's got connections to Judd Apatow. They're in the movie
1: it's there are two big jokes i think in this in this uh movie or series probably uh one covid jokes which we're fine i think we're finally at the place where we can start making covid jokes and two uh working in a green screen studio is inherently kind of absurd and funny because yeah. they do a lot of that where they're like Where they juxtapose what they're doing in the green screen studio with what the finished CGI was supposed to look like. It's like this
2: movie. It's like the famous Benedict Cumberbatch with uh, the smog and he's like making the crazy faces and everybody's memeing on that a little bit.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, regardless of how this movie turns out, it will be one of those memed movies ever because it looks like a good chunk of the footage is going to have like the green screen stuff in there still yep. with no like effects later over it. So people are gonna have fun with that, I'm sure.
2: Which I like. That's that's cool. Yeah, honestly, like a, a lot of Netflix trash that comes out looks really, really mid to just Garbo. And like the last the last one that I was like, oh maybe this could be good was uh don't look up, but it was that was, you know, mid, nothing really good. I think this has the potential to be like pretty decent like have some good like corny jokes they might overdo it on like the covid jokes a little bit which i'm concerned about but i i like the actors they're all really good comedians shot is a pretty good writer and director if he if he wrote i don't know if he wrote it actually mm. but i i like the stock the stock is good the premise is good uh it's different i guess i don't think we've ever really I haven't seen something like this where it's,
0: it's a little more meta than you typically see. Yeah.
2: Either. Um, and then also it's got that cool, like, hey, this is what the effects of it is oh. afterwards, where even in the trailer, they start to like blend the movie and and reality where like the people are like the talking dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. But it's yeah, also can, like yeah. a, a joke on on sequels that go way too long. <laughs> <laughs> Just because yeah, it's, it's like the sixth installment of this dumb it's, Dinosaur it's definitely <laughs> yeah
1: it's fucking a jurassic world uh dig all the way oh, it's yeah. also coming out on april 1st which april fool's, maybe Fool's is just a very elaborate april fools joke or maybe it's just maybe. comedy and they're like yeah comedy but april they're gonna first. have to That's compete
2: with morbius out. how
1: will they do it it'll be less bs <laughs> less um, BS. and then last one uh as as promised by the teaser, the, the funny misleading teaser, we have the full trailer for Bullet Train.
0: Yeah, this uh this was totally quite a bit different from what I was expecting based on the teaser. Yeah. Um but it's uh it's from Oh God, what the fuck's his name? David She? who uh directed Deadpool two. And um, this has a lot of the same, like, hallmarks of being, like, a, a wild, like, comedy action movie. Um, there's a lot of gags about how they're they're fighting in the quiet train, so they can't make like, Mm-hmm. noise. Um,
1: they're talking to, like, the service attendant. He's like, can you actually give yeah. me, like, a sparkling water?
0: Yeah, in between their fights. So Brad Pitt plays some sort of thief who's been out of the game for a while and it's looking for an easy score to get back into the into the game here. So he goes on a bullet train to steal a briefcase, but turns out he's not the only party interested in the briefcase. And, uh, you know, he's wearing the same hat he wore in Snatch, and this movie kind of gives me a Snatch sort of vibe, uh, yeah. only definitely more action-oriented than a caper.
1: Yeah, this is, um, it's got that, I don't know. I want to say like anime <coughs> styling, or over—it's oh, got that over the top. Yeah, it's of, it's uh,
0: got it's got that. It's the same sort of thing they did with like Kill Bill, um, where you know they took the Japanese influence and created a, a pretty unique visual style. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I'll—I was kind of like not sure what to make of it uh, at first, but now I'm actually kind of excited for this movie. Of course, the last. Random Brad Pitt movie I was kind of excited for was Ad Astra, and that was (laughs) the most boring fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. So hopefully, this turns out a little better.
1: (laughs) You know, if this. If Jackie Chan wasn't so old, I feel like this would be a Jackie Chan movie because there's a lot of scenes of Brad Pitt fighting with the briefcase. Yeah. He's using it as as the weapon.
2: It's a perfect place for like some Jackie Chan kung fu. Kind of, you
1: know. At the same time, I don't think he would take a like a movie like this. I don't know, a parallel universe Jackie Chan.
2: I know I, I could see him taking a movie like this. I mean, maybe it's like a little bit more over the top action, like with stunts and everything like that. Like there was that big explosion, and like the, maybe like mm-hmm. there's some ending climax with on top of the train that he would not be super keen on or like but,
1: everyone's it's the sleeping car and everyone's asleep and he gets, yeah. he gets like really close to people it's like oh can't wake them or up
2: i could i could
0: see him tiptoeing this seems like made for jackie chan
2: i know <laughs> I, I, the more and more i think about it the more and more like the like that what the endings thing looks like with uh him hanging out the side of the bullet train i, I don't know if he would be doing that or or if he'd be uh you know I could see him more just in the boxcars, throwing the, the sparkling water at him. I think i and fighting with, like you said, fighting yeah. with a briefcase. Just doing random shit in a boxcar where there's chairs on either side, hopping over chairs. Throwing a just pillow at somebody. Chairs. I just see a scene of throwing pillows constantly <laughs> at somebody. Somebody being like, stop. stop get, what the fuck? Stop it. Stop hey, it. Let me talk. Stop. And then in the Jack Chan voice, let me talk. It's my suitcase. You need to go to sleep. Go Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Nagasaki.
0: Yo. All right. Toyota. And, uh,
1: and with that, Doyodathon. in half an hour, in half an hour, <laughs> we blew through that entire tray
0: Watch. That is, that is shorter than the Trey Watch we did the other week that only had four trailers. So now we move on to the follow up where we take a look at some of these movies we've touched on in Trey Watch and see how they're doing critically and commercially. Uh, number one again this week is Uncharted, second week on top Um, well, last weekend, I should say this is for February 25th the 27th I suspect the Batman will be number one this week Um, $23 million down 47.7% and into our spotlight where we every week we take one, one movie and we we Filter through all the bullshit. There's a lot of noise out there about how this movie was. A lot of people got their opinions. A lot of reviewers like uh, Rotten Tomatoes because this is 41%, 47% on Matt Craig, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Nonsense, I say. You have to go. Well, I guess you do go to IMDb. But you have to go into the... Use a review section to find the real reviewers out there. These people don't get paid to do this. They do this out of passion. They feel very strongly about their opinions and on these movies and they they bear their soul to the world. And we read six of them and make fun of the people for doing it. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's start today. This is gonna be a long one, so strap in folks. Okay. We're starting off hot with Habib Hakim. One, two, three. I think that's going to be the new Adam Sandler movie. Habiaki. <laughs> 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 Habiaki. About an Arab taxi driver in New York City. Of course, Adam Sandler's going to play the taxi driver.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. <clears throat> the craziest and most amazing thing I've seen this year so far. Uncharted is the craziest, most amazing thing I've seen this year so far. <laughs> Just a reminder that I was one of the people who never played the game. I did not. I did know the name, but I had zero knowledge about the story and all the stuff from the game. And as one of those people, Uncharted is a complete banger. Uncharted is like Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean become one. Ad was some of the best movie scene I've ever seen. The experience that I have, the, the tension and there is one particular sheen that just really made my mouth wide open, really make my mouth wide open. I'm sorry, I shouldn't editorialize because of how intense and how amazing that scene was. And I'm not talking about one scene only. There's a lot. Uncharted also filled with some incredible performances, especially Tom Holland, which I think this is his best performance besides Spider-Man. Wahlberg did a fantastic job, too, and so did all the other cast. The comedy surprisingly worked so well. I did laugh a lot on the humorous scene. And it works perfectly. And of course, the best thing is the choreography. The action scene ad with also an incredible cinematography. All of that was just fascinating setting overall. Uncharted really is the best action movie I've ever seen in a long time. And I definitely think if one of, if not best video game movie adaptation I've ever seen. Uncharted is also one of those movies that you must watch with a great sound and biggest screen possible. Which is on theater. Uh, watch. There, it's a hell of an experience. (laughs) Uncharted is already one of the best films of the year. 39 out of 92 found that helpful. I want to point out that he capitalized Uncharted every time, but never once capitalized I. (laughs) God
1: damn it, it's like they always do that. He's a poet for our time,
2: just type it in Microsoft Word first.
0: But like every other proper noun is capitalized. He just—it's like he specifically went out of his way to
2: not capitalize the letter I. Oh my gosh! So the one out of tens uh, let me down a little bit. Um, a lot of them—it's very oversaturated with. Oh, it's an insult to the game. It's not like the game. It does ruin the game, um, which it did none of those things. Uh, maybe it might be an insult to the game, but I don't think it ruined the franchise. It has nothing to do with the game.
0: Whatever. Well, have they
2: made an uncharted since the movie? Oh, Checkmate. Hmm. Checkmate. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, I, I don't know if they were going for this, but it's very—it's formatted with a uh, space in between each line, and they're each a sentence long. So I'm assuming this is a poem. poem. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. going to read it like a poem. You're going to read it as such. Mm-hmm. All right. Pu by Ivana Nano. Ivana Nano. Ivana Nano. <laughs>
0: Ivana Hump a Humpelot. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Ivan Ivan Nano. Even the amiable Holland cannot overcome this sad attempt at entertainment. There again is the scene sucking Wahlberg with another bomb beside his name. If a woman had even a fraction of his failures, she would never work in Hollywood again. How many more do we have the Endure before they stop rewarding his mediocrity? Give this one a hard pass and buy another ticket to Spider-Man. Six out of 15 found that helpful. Right on, guys. Good job. Fuck yeah.
0: I don't think I hear that's gonna come from my
2: <laughs> We'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll add the snaps back in. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, while we're while we're sitting on the absur- the absurd side of the street, we got one from uh Isanami two oh four with their six out of ten. What an adventure, didn't play the game. Uh I I'll see if I can't put this in character. I don't know if I can, but um Boom. I left the cinema five minutes ago, so I talk about my first reaction. I went to the cinema without playing the game or seeing any trailers, and I am, pre- I am impressed by what I saw. If you love movies like Indiana Jones, this movie is for you. It's fun, and there is a lot of action. So why someone will hate the movie? This movie made the made to the fandom of Uncharted and the ones who love the game or the people who love adventure movies and pirates and stuff. But if you see the movie and focus on the story or the characters, if you want to see the masterpiece, I don't think this movie is for you. The evil in this movie is weak. Who is the villain? And if the, someone that the movie told you sh- he is the villain is weak and I didn't care for him slash her, why should s uh, slash e do you have this? I have no idea evil that does not justify this is weak evil. And sometimes I feel like many stuff happens just to fits the story and many decisions is taken by characters are strange, but I don't know if just the game's story or weakness in writing the movie and dialogue. there is my opinion. you can agree or disagree. It's up to you. One out of three. <laughs> no one cares. You're speeding through that. <laughs> like, uh, I tried. I, I, hope I could convey the the utter lack of punctuation. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. All right,
0: that's what you're going for. That makes sense. Um. Uh. Let me. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at that later. Um. Johnny Glees. get ready for the the ear rape. Absolutely loved it. Long time since I enjoyed movie this much. Playing the games in my childhood was a big plus for the feelings I felt watching this movie. But the scenes are full of action and fun. A very fun adventure movie with lots of funny chemistry between Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Love the scenes almost identical to the game. P.S. All caps. Enjoyed this movie more than any Tom Holland trilogy spider movie, Spider-Man movie. And this comes from a massive Spidey lover already hyped for uncharted 2
2: exclamation
0: <laughs> oh no
2: massive spider-man lover loving spider-man since day one. massive spidey lover that's just his actual eyes. <clears throat> so one out of 10 the only other one that uh, you know doesn't really mention at least the franchise game franchise in the title it does i think it in the thing nathan drake the baby-faced manlet Okay, AJ Sporty, you have my attention. You have my curiosity. (laughs) I don't mean to sound toxic masculine, but I will. Tom Holland is a skinny beta male soy boy, and he is not a Nathan Drake. He is nothing like Nathan from the game. Some people are just never made for certain roles. And here is a prime example of Hollywood putting big names over lore. This got a 100% helpful rating. 4 out of 4 found that helpful. <laughs> oh,
0: shit. Oh, uh, jeez. Bring it <laughs> home. Baby <Nope>. face, man. <laughs> oh. B- beta cuck, soy boy. <laughs> Fucking send,
1: send that one over. Um, we got a last one here. Uh, first of all, shout out to Airman87 for his title. For his 5 out of 10 review. It's Wish.com version of National Treasure with two meatheads. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did hear that a lot. That it was pretty much national treasure light.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw that a couple times here. Um,
1: but we got KFab. Uh, their four out of ten review. Terrible cast. Terrible casting. Even worst adaptation. Well, Tom Holland doesn't look nor sound like Nathan Drake. So from the f- start, first strike. Even worst, Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Even worst acting. The only enjoyable casting was Chloe. She looked pretty hot and was great in her role. Seems like they wanted to mix and match all Uncharted games in one movie. And yet again, that fails. I really hope they stop at this one and not turn this into a series of four to five movies, 137 out of 354 found this helpful.
0: Very decisive, but very engaging divisive. I I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's uncharted is it a good movie probably not from all the things i've heard about it to be honest (laughs) um up next we have dog (coughs) channing tatum and that dog going going to the super bowl (laughs) Bowl. 10.15 million dollars In 3,800 theaters, up 150 theaters. Coming back, 46 more theaters, baby. Let's go. Still in third. Spider-Man No Way Home, taking another $5.8 million. Still in 3,000 theaters. $1.854 billion. That's nuts.
2: I I have to imagine um, some of those theaters are like rich elites who have like a home theater and have uh you know a way to rip right from the theater and they can like get they shit got it on a the release
1: server to play on their fucking side <laughs> well, screen. Well
2: so there's a thing you can get where you can get like uh, like movies that are released only in theaters to play at your your house. Like before the release on Blu-ray.
0: I I think there's I mean there's 3000 theaters still carrying this. Um that's that's still wide release like <laughs> And it's been in every theater yeah. that I've I've walked past in the past few months still. hmm Um in 11, oh, eleven weeks.
2: I know, I know eleven weeks and still in three thousand theaters. That is pretty yeah. nuts.
0: That is that's that's a big that's a spicy meatball.
2: I mean, hey, it made another five million dollars, five point eight million dollars. So like theaters are like we want them Oh yeah, the it's are bringing fuck in the money. You. I mean, everybody's going to get popcorn, too. A lot, a lot of there's a big popcorn movie, I feel like.
0: Death on the Nile is in fourth. $4.494 $4 million, down 31.5%. Jackass Forever still in fifth and its fourth week. $3.1 million in under 3,000 theaters. Sing 2 in its 10th week, still hanging on the top 10 as well. $2.25 million. How much
2: has that made? Sing Kids two. love that shit.
0: Has made $352 million worldwide. Jackass Forever has made $68 million worldwide. Um, Marry Me finds itself in seventh, $1.88 million. How? down 49.2 Yeah, is Isn't this Isn't on like prime or yeah. a peacock or some shit? I don't
2: understand.
0: <laughs> Who's paying to see this rom-com that you can watch at home?
2: Why do Why you would... need it on the big screen?
0: Yeah, like this this seems like a movie like rom-coms in general seem like the perfect like release fodder for the streaming services because you have all the the single chicks or the chicks that that love the rom-coms just get staying in their PJs, cuddling up on the couch, pouring the, the that holiday pour of wine. It's for the
2: couples. Well, it's for yeah, it's, it's for, for date for nights, who, I think. Who go I think. out to
1: the Uno's steakhouse for Valentine's Day and you need to do something after you go out to the Unos. Yeah. Um so I think the the fact that it's everywhere means no matter what date you have, you can always end it
2: watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, there's a Reddit blog or something like that out there that's like Hey dude, my girlfriend totally was down to do anal afterwards So go see Marry Me And all the dudes are like Hey babe, you want to go see Marry Me or something? You know, just putting it out there No implications or whatever
0: I don't think that's like something a lot of people chase
2: afterwards You know, you don't Um, know Or or just the thing The thing that they've always wanted to do She's more open to it after seeing uh, Marry Me Something about Owen Wilson really (laughs) does it for us. Something about that nose. What that nose do though? Mm.
0: Opening in eighth, we have Studio Six Six Six, bringing in one point five four oh million dollars in twenty three hundred theaters. That is the (laughs) that is the Foo Fighters horror movie, and no, I mean that genuinely. Yeah. Um. It's only made $213,000 internationally. <laughs> we're not internationally <laughs> known, but we're known to rock the microphone. Crayano. Serano.
2: Cirano. Cirano.
0: I was thinking nope. it was Spanish. I went the other way around. The was for it. Too self conscious to woo Roxanne himself, Wordsmith Serrano de Bergac. Helps helps young Christian nab her heart through love letters. So it's basically that episode of Seinfeld where Newman <laughs> feeds Kramer poetry so he can
1: I track
2: mean,
0: this. Girl.
1: That is the that is the classic story. Um
2: I think this is based on a book, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, it's an think, old play. Yeah, yeah. yeah play. Uh, That's what de Bergerac. Yes. Yeah. Um
0: it's got Peter Dinglage in it. It's probably yeah. decent. Yeah.
1: I think we even talked about the fucking trailer for this. We did talk about yeah. the trailer.
0: As soon as I clicked on it and saw Peter Dinklage, I'm like, I remember this and I made the same Seinfeld joke then I'm gonna make again right now.
2: I heard I heard a quick um like movie review. Um I guess the first half of it is really, really good and Peter Dinklage is pretty good throughout it, but I think the ending the ending half of it is uh not so great. It drags a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean whenever I've heard like whenever I see it in like reference, it's always that it's one of those things where the premise is more fun than the than the story.
2: Yeah. That's
0: why it worked well as a side plot in an episode of Seinfeld.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody went to go see this play and was like, man, this would be a really good side plot.
0: (laughs) Um
1: I can see the writer's room doing that just choose
0: rounding out yeah sorry um rounding out the top 10 we have scream with 1.339 million dollars down 31.7 (coughs) percent and it's hanging on in less than 1500 feeders after getting dropped by 350 feeders uh it did beat out the godfather though by a good 400k the 2022 re-release And only 156 theaters. Wait, is that the top of it? Hold on. Let me see. Yes, the Godfather re release wins the week in per theater take.
2: Holy shit. Yeah. 156
0: theaters for $965,000.
2: Wow. Scorsese.
1: Still rocking it.
0: That's Coppola.
1: Coppola. Still rocking it.
2: honorary um, mention to moonfall in his fourth week dropping 55 <laughs> percent 481 you son of a bitch you spend so much money on this movie 39 million, this? million worldwide i'm pretty sure Where? this made a hundred took 150 to make or something like that it's
0: in 14th yeah i think it was like 150 million oh, fuck. better hope for strong home video sales <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, because I'm going to go buy a DVD that says Moonfall on it.
0: Well, I wouldn't personally, but it will be available. (laughs) All right, let's move on to gaming news. Um, Big
2: event. Hold on. Oh, I'm raising my hand there. Okay. Can I give my first impressions of Elden Ring? Yes. Sure. L plus den plus ring plus ratio. Um. I am not a Dark Souls player. Have not been, never played any of them. I am about 18, almost maybe 20 hours into the game that I've played. Maybe one or two hours was spent away from my computer when I had to go run out for something real quick and I didn't want to f- lose something. Holy fucking shit. Every time I see like a TikTok of somebody showing a guide or whatever, the map gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I think I'm only like 10 or 20% of the way through the game. I just beat the first fucking boss. I mean, this is open world. This is about as open world as an open world game can get. Mm -hmm. A lot of times open world games will say, oh, it's open world. You can do whatever but you can't like access certain areas without a criticism doing...
0: I've heard of it is that there's not a lot in the world. It's big, mm. but it's not like
1: Yeah, well, how feel, how much content is there it's on this It's big,
2: map, but it's there's a lot of content. There's a lot of dungeons, a lot of like side stuff that you can do um a lot of things that you can um, uh, just go exploring and kind of get sidetracked almost. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you're... It's not as packed of, like, side missions and side quests as, like, it po- probably could be. And maybe that's where the only thing I would, I would say is the downside of it. But I don't think that's the main goal of it. Uh, you know, the main goal of it is to do that main mission, which takes you naturally through these, to these side missions and to these different vendors and different areas where you can find, um, weapons, armor, talismans, like all this shit. But it's so difficult that you don't need the side missions. You don't need an extra side quest because the main fucking story is hard enough and will give you enough content and enough gameplay to, 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 to get your fix um
1: would you say is, that the x the additional open world content will is good for like a new game plus or for like diehards who just who will fucking is this for the people who can beat dark souls with the steering wheel and a
2: like a, a fucking <laughs> uh, avocado yeah I saw, I saw some stuff like that somebody was doing it with like a wii fit controller or something like that uh which was pretty awesome uh yeah, I mean people. It's for stuff like that. It's for newbies. It's for uh existing. It's for everybody. Honestly, it like as oh. a newbie coming into it. I there's a little bit of a learning curve to it. Um, watching guides and watching different stuff, learning different mechanics. Uh, does take you a little bit, but it's definitely doable. It's not like it it beats your ass right off the bat. I mean yes, you will die a lot. Don't get me wrong. You will die a lot, you will fail, you will have to repeat bosses a lot, um, but that's just also Dark Souls games in general. Got to get the patterns down, got to understand the attacks, got to make sure you're not... I, I guess the only thing that... The, the one thing that makes us different from other Dark Souls games is the open world element of are you a high enough level to face this boss yet? Um, because you can choose multiple bosses around the map that you might not be able to beat yet. Like I've gotten into that situation where I end up in an area or facing off against a boss that is way too high level and I need to be 20, 30 levels higher to even start having a chance. Um, But there are going to be some fucking gamer freaks that can dodge every attack, get every hit in, do max min damage, uh, who will be able yesterday to yesterday
1: yeah some dude looking like Geralt from the witcher with like a with a fencing saber going up against some giant fat dude with like a pole axe and he's like reposting and parrying all of his attacks yeah. and like dodging and he's making it look like a fucking anime main character out here
2: because they have mechanics in the game where it allows you to face off against a, a an opponent that is probably triple your level but you can still technically beat him if you can dodge all, because he'll one shot you. A lot of times he'll just one shot you. But if you can parry all of his attacks, dodge out of the way, get those little chip damage in there, and after thirty minutes of doing everything perfectly, you eventually. There's uh, only will one kill
0: man up. for the task, Daigo Umahara.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it it's very fun. I mean, I am nowhere near finishing it and beating it. Uh, like I said, I just beat the first boss and that required trying them out, <laughs> backing I'm out, sorry. leveling this, up again, and then trying again, backing out again because it still wasn't high enough level and because uh, it's, not, it's not super intuitive to know if you're high enough level because you may be able to sweep all of the uh, enemies beforehand.
0: Shoutouts to Molly Taylor of PC Gamer for this uh, pretty fucking good headline uh or subtitle despite critical acclaim for el, uh, despite critical claim, elden ring is currently mixed on steam elden ring more like stuttering
2: <laughs> At, oh yeah um
0: yeah the performance PC port is not in pc good shape.
2: so bad it's it's a it's a struggle sometimes there are some times where it runs smoothly but it's just it seems like different environments will make it freak out and stutter oh shit. Um, I,
0: was gonna pass you the digital foundry video um but yeah like digital foundries did uh as they always do they do great work um digital foundries reviewed the pc port and it was scathing
2: yeah i I mean it it looks amazing when, (laughs) when it's not stuttering this game is breathtaking the scenery is fantastic um enemy variants pretty pretty decent you know i'm i'm just starting to get into some new ones and it's it's exciting so i just yeah i wish the pc port was ready it's and it's not which sucks but and it's it's
0: it's a reversal of the trend from fromsoft you know sekiro the PC port that was pretty good at the gate, so was Dark Souls 2, so was Dark Souls 3, pretty much ever since the first Dark Souls, which they had to like rebrand as the Prepare to Die edition because it was so poorly implemented a PC port that like you could barely fucking play the game. Yeah. But they in typical from software fashion, they just said get good to dismiss any valid criticism of their work.
1: And <laughs> yeah, Inferno Plus came out with a big popular mod and People were like, "Oh, hey, you can balance this game. Wow, who'd have thunk?"
2: Yeah, Turns I'm. Out I, I wish it was. Program. I wish it was not stuttering. But what are you gonna do? And yeah, that, that's the other, just biggest gripe with it right now is, fuck, like just have it ready on release. But whatever, yeah. it'll get better. It, it's something that I know will get better. The they'll, console they'll
0: ports, the the PS5 version, at least, is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Bungie will ban Destiny 2 players trying to bypass Steam Deck incompatibility. So anyone using Steam Play's Proton compatibility layer, anyone caught doing that? And I'm sure they have methods of telling, like, what OS you're coming in from at a kernel level, maybe. Um will get banned from Destiny 2, which is kind of a shitty, like, stance to take on it. Like, if you don't want people messing around because, you know, they might tweak something else about the game, trying to get it to run on the Steam Deck, like, I get saying, like, we encourage you to wait for the official patch or whatever, but, like, don't ban someone because they want to play your fucking game on a different platform. Like well, that seems kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see what they the players who attempt to launch Destiny two on Steam Deck through SteamOS or Proton will be unable to enter the game and will be returned to their game library after a short time. The FAQ oh. goes on the promise players who attempt to bypass Destiny two incompatibility will be met with a game ban. <laughs> Some users have already taken and, uh, OS secure. Okay, and they tell you how to fucking get around it. <laughs> um, oh, yes. how to get the, the compatibility uh, working? Um, yeah. Okay. So that's another. That's two big games. I think this this feels more like a uh, of business move than like anything like limiting on software like I know Epic Games said that they weren't going to have Fortnite on the Steam Deck um, mm-hmm. and it, this feels more like trying to limit the appeal of the device by taking away popular games owned by other companies Right. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin hails Elden Ring as a landmark mega hit I think he was involved with some I,
2: I thought writing. he wrote part of it yeah, or help design, some sort of like involvement. There was a there was a joke going around where like any shit going wrong with Elden Ring was George R. R. Martin's fault.
0: <laughs> That's why it took so long. Yeah, uh, Nvidia was the victim of a massive cyber attack. Um, a lot of. Information has been leaked out of there. Uh, road product roadmaps for you know the next several generations of GPU. Uh, employee emails and passwords are now being circulated within the hacking community. The DLSS source code was made viewable, which uh, you can't really use because that's illegal, but it's cool to have you know the very much better than FSR uh upscaling technology out there for people to kind of take a look at and, and prod at. Um you know it's not right to steal corporate secrets like that, but also I think DLSS is something that probably should have been open source to begin with.
2: Um was um, was it, it true was it also true that it possibly leaked um a switch pro?
0: So there's some speculation because the switch runs on the tegra chipset
1: tegrity chips
0: um they found some unspecified i don't i haven't been through all the stories pertaining to it, but my guess would be that they found some new tegra chip that's uh, kind of going to be <laughs> be used in a switch pro. Um, but yeah, so best of luck, NVIDIA, with all that shit. And lastly, we end on a positive note. A 13-year-old girl has been rescued after being kidnapped by a man she met on Roblox. Oh, no. You can get cash for, for catfish for Roblox now.
2: God damn, is no place safe?
0: A 13-year-old girl has been found in Georgia after allegedly being kidnapped, held against her will, and... Oh, raped yeah. by an adult man she met on oh, Roblox. Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs>
0: Police arrested Howard Graham after discovering he had convinced the girl to leave her home in Kansas after just two days of speaking on the app, telling her he would pick her up. Oh, geez. Captain well, John like Ivey of the Clayton County Police Department told the press co- conference that Graham and the girl had met through roadblocks on February 18th, and on February 20th, she left her home in Topeka, Kansas, okay. where sorry. Graham picked That's her up I'm... before driving 900 miles to his home in Clayton County, Georgia. They believe she was subsequently sexually assaulted many times <laughs> and sent a message as told by Captain Ivy, she sent a message to her mother through low blocks on February 24th sharing the address of a Dollar General store where she'd been taken. Oh, that is just nasty.
1: Stranger, Terrible. danger. That goes for everyone, even you adults.
0: Yes, right. be, be wary of anyone. You mean don't go with any strangers? Don't go with str- Remember remember Bobby Hill's advice. That's my purse. I don't, I don't know, know you. you.
1: Kick them in the balls.
0: And run away. Yeah. All right. The time Man. has come.
2: Uh, yeah. The darkest okay. night has come. The it's the time
0: Batman. to discuss uh, the Batman
1: the famous uh, two thousand mid two thousands animated adaptation of Batman, um, produced by Warner Brothers. Uh, let me see if I can't find.
2: Directed by Matt, Re- or F- directed and written
0: for, by Matt uh, Reeves. Batman versus Dracula. That's um, mm-hmm. so it's best known for. Uh, so yeah, the Batman.
2: I didn't know um, it was Zoe Kravitz's dad or something. Was uh Lenny Jace Kravitz. Momoa, <laughs> or she's related to Jace Momoa in some way?
0: She's uh she's Lenny Kravitz's kid.
2: So maybe he's um stepdaughter, or uh not stepdaughter. Um, l- let me let me investigate this and look at look at exactly what it was.
0: Yeah, I remember the Batman, Peter. Hell yeah, um, with yeah, the Bat so Wave, is... which did nothing. Oh,
2: sorry. Uh, so her mother is Lisa Bonet, uh, who is dating or married to Jason Momoa. So his stepkid is also another DC. So he's like, I, I, so I don't you know. Maybe he like nepotism. stepped in as a father role, but <laughs> well, he was I, like, I, yeah, I, it's like it's pretty cool that like. My kids are in the DC and DC universe, and so am I. And I don't, I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't know the, her personal feelings on her stepfather or father.
2: I think they're so. close. He was at the red carpet showing. That's why. And he mentioned something about their family.
1: It's about family.
2: But yeah, not my
0: business to we got to into we got sliver, Zoe got
2: Kravitz um, as Catwoman. Obviously, Robert Pattinson is uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon, so notably not commissioner. Well, it's year two. <laughs> yeah. We got I didn't want to make Batman year one. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Holy fuck. That makeup job that they did, that was, that was, good that was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Gave he's, him the nothing uh, but
0: trouble treatment. He's a little...
2: A little taller than he should have been, though. <laughs> um, Paul Dano is a Riddler. John Turturro, Carmen Carmine Falcone, uh, and his circus. Not in mocap this time is Alfred.
1: Mm-hmm. He,
0: yeah. he can do
2: other things.
0: They're yeah. not direct, apparently.
1: Which, they got oh, which which movie was that they directed? Let,
2: Let there be uh, carnage.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
2: oh. He, Fuck you, Andy Serkis. <laughs> I don't like you as Alfred anymore. Um, I don't like um, you yeah. so, Alfred we just we in general.
1: Start at the start, weirdly. Um, so, Kurt and I got to the theater and got stuck in the concessions line as things were starting. So, we did not catch the beginning scene of this. We got in right at the end of the first
2: scene. And notably, I had to go take a major whiz Right as he was going into um, the iceberg. So okay. I, I, I don't think I miss anything. I think I miss like, him probably walking through the club. No. And going up to start he the missed, conversation like, with the penguin. A yeah.
1: recurring joke? Maybe? I guess. I, they decided to put a recurring joke in the movie with the twins.
2: Oh, and, yeah, the twins. Okay. So I miss one of the twin scenes. Cause... Going to
0: answer the door. Yeah, it's... Um, this movie currently it's gone down a little bit. Um, as of yesterday, at an eight point eight out of ten on IMDb, it's since sl- since slid down to an eight point seven. Um, let me check the other review scores. Um, but I'll I'll be f- eighty five percent on Tomato, seventy three on Metacritic. I'll I'll be blunt and say that this movie did not work for me. Yeah,
1: this uh. one for me was the funniest batman movie i've seen in a while um and it's weird because what i'm gonna say does not actually contradict with any of the things jake said like maybe a couple things um the character there's a lot of star power here um it's definitely very stylized and the stuff like the makeup for for the penguin was was done really well um but where this failed for me was that um, I don't feel that they managed the tone well. Um, I don't feel that Robert Pattinson did a good job as a Batman. And I don't think they got a good, they had a good plot to work with.
0: I think, for me, the writing was a little unfocused if they had, it seemed like they were trying to just make seven featuring Batman in the first half of the movie. And I think it would have been stronger if they had just stuck with that, but they devoted a lot of screen time. Like this movie's nearly three hours long and it did not have to be that long, but they devoted a lot of screen time to Selena Kyle and her problems, which kind of relate to the main case, but in such a sort of like, shoestring stuck on it the last minute way that you can tell that it it wasn't like, it wasn't very delicately woven into the fabric of the main caper, her, her relationship, her angle into it. Uh, I felt kind of tacked on and they gave that a lot of screen time, which took away from the Riddler who I felt largely was a very effective villain, but the focus kind of shifted away from him in the second act to the point where you know oh yeah he comes up in the third act and you know without getting into spoilers um i'll say that this is probably the most ineffectual i've ever seen batman in a movie like in
2: terms of competence
1: yeah i know jake's surprised
2: um, I, I am. I am just. I guess flabbergasted. I thought you would have at least had. I thought you would have had the opposite take. I mean, this is. God. I mean, honestly, I think Robert Pattinson does a really, really, really good job as as Batman. Just being. I mean, he's not how we've seen him before, so he's got his own take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it still works, and we're not. If they're going to do it with mean, they're obviously going to do more. So we might see that Playboy philanthropist come out in the second movie. And his purpose of doing this one, being the recluse, being just... I mean, obviously, we all know the whole trope of Batman is the real... Like, There is no Bruce Wayne. Sure. Bruce Wayne is the, the costume. Batman is his actual identity. So I think he's still living under this persona of... I am the Batman and Bruce Wayne. I, I don't know, really know what to do with him. He's like kind of awkward in that period. Cause he doesn't know what to do with that. I mean, they even th- have that throwaway line. Like, Hey, you're not doing your job as Bruce Wayne. Like you still have a function as like the head of this company, but regardless, I think his costume design. Fantastic. Uh, we finally get like a full face cowl, which surprisingly actually does wonders for the costume. It's not just a little mouthpiece. It adds a whole lot more expression to it. And for some reason, the eyes, he does a lot of good work with the eyes. I don't know if they like turn the saturation up on the whites in his eyes and made sure to definitely made him have the big anime eyes. I will say that. But like they that adds so much to a lot of the expression, a lot of the scenes and adds some some tonal qualities of just him staring um the intimidation factor which i don't think we ever really got to see a whole lot with with like Christian Bale Batman and and uh wait wait I you're saying that Christian, Christian Bale, Bale Batman, Batman was
1: not intimidating
0: I found it, him much more intimidating than Robert Pattinson I could not take Robert Pattinson seriously as Batman why he just does not he doesn't have the physical so this presence is actually, to pull yeah, it off this is actually one I, of my big criticisms
1: I, of Robert Pattinson because he's not cuz to big? me, he feel, Robert Pattinson feels not big, but uh, smaller than life, is how I would describe it. I don't feel that Robert Pattinson projects the like the aura and. It's the not presence that he's not. Yeah, it's that not Batman that he's not has.
0: physically big enough. Like he's bigger than like someone like Michael Keaton, but mm-hmm. he the aura of like. It's hard to describe, but like yeah, his aura, his his vibe that it gives off, it doesn't feel intimidating. It feels like a a kid playing dress up.
1: When Bad, yeah, I feel like when Batman's in a room, everyone else should be like particularly on guard. I, as an audience member, should be on guard of of what he might be capable of. Um, and the maybe the way they frame it, the way um some of the blocking is. I see a lot of him where it's just his full body, and he's in a very like neutral acting stance. He's just kind of got his arms at his side. There's no sense of energy in in him. Like he's not ready to spring into action. Um, hmm. And I've... I also, also, yeah, I just got this great. is the one thing about the the costume. I do also like the full cowl. Unfortunately, when I was watching, I could not take my eyes. out. he's got a Bat Five head. He's got a big bat five head.
0: See, I like the costume largely, but like weirdly, there's like this sort of like frill in the neck. That kind of like I did not like. See, no, I, thought... I like
1: that one. That was that kind of for me. That gave it like the the ruffled, um, you know, z- 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 it looks z- kind of z- like
0: Gotham by Gaslight sort of s design, which I it's not. I don't think that it fits with the rest of the costume. I think that's what kind of bothered me about it.
2: So, so I wish, I wish I showed a little bit more of the costume in like daylight, or maybe we have to go back and, and like freeze frame. So I, one of the things that was pointed out was, I think they took the gun that shot his parents and turned that into like, he filed it down into like the Batman symbol, because a lot of it is very, um, I don't know how to say it like avant-garde, like artistic, like it doesn't look like a bat, like per se, but it looks like a piece of metal that was like, like shaved off and and formed to make it look like two bat wings or something that he yeah, stuck back to his suit. I can kind of see that. And and a lot of his suit is is seems like the first iteration. This seems like the first iteration of his design. I mean, you have, uh, you know, leather, uh, paint around or leather, um, like nose trimming here. Uh, a lot of it seems like they're just pads slapped onto it. Like we're not seeing the, like the full get up from like Batman um, or The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises, where he's got all this tech in it and he's got new Kevlar, like a new mask or whatever that Alfred's designing and they ordered. So,
0: sure,
2: it's like full. I mean, even with his diary uh, that we saw as like the Gotham project that he's supposedly writing about, seeing if he can make a change. Um it just me it just makes me think that like this is his first time first year, year one, year two, like you said, as Batman, trying to make a difference, trying to do something. And I think towards the end of this movie, we saw an arc with and not to get to spoilers, but we did see an arc with with Batman and I guess kind of maybe Bruce Wayne um to where he needs to change up how he's doing things or the messaging that he's giving off which we'll get into more things with with uh yeah spoilers I mean, but I thought I thought I, I agree Riddler I feel like we should have gotten a little bit more but unfortunately with the Riddler it's like a lot of his presence is in the riddles that he gives and the traps that he sets um I think it could
0: have been I, a little more. Focused a movie-going experience if you kind of dialed down some of the background noise and. and well, there was a lot of
2: threads. That. There was yeah. a lot of threads. Which, I mean, ultimately, the the one scene where he's like, literally laying everything on the floor and drawing things together. That's how the movie was. I mean, it's it's drawing all these threads together and how they're interconnected and they are interconnected. And I think it did a good job at interconnecting all those threads to give it a cohesive plot, which, you, which do you worked for me. think of
1: the Riddler, like himself as, as Paul Dano's acting?
2: Uh, over the top, but like it worked for the Riddler. And like, if you're having like an unhinged, um, mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways, the Riddler is the, um, like the mirror of not opposite, but kind of the mirror or the parallel to Batman, where they both have the same motives, they both have the same ideals. Um I mean you even get to the point which I won't give away too much, but you get to a certain part of the movie and, and they're like we're working together. And I guess like Batman's a way of like in the right mind oriented like I have a goal. I'm driven but then the Riddler is somebody who is I have a goal, but I'm gonna do it in the most irrational, erratic way possible. And if anything goes wrong, I freak out. I lose my mind, like like he was before. Uh, we saw a lot of times where he had like a mental break, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, where where if things didn't go his way, he would freak out.
1: Yeah, I think it was it's it was a very precise performance in that. Um, I, I felt like he was kind of walking. It, for us, like I could see it, like, he was walking kind of a tightrope. Where, for me and for us in the theater, um, if the mood was a little bit different, the audio, you know, the mood in the movie and how we were watching was a little bit different. I could definitely see this going as like an iconic Batman villain performance. Like if in a in an alternate re- reality where I got M and Ms at the theater instead of a popcorn, like he would have been horrifying. But with how everything came together in my watching of this movie, um, I like I was <laughs> I was laughing at it. Yes, yeah. I was laughing. He was making the goofy noises. Um,
2: yeah, a lot of the noises that he was making, like the the, the deep guttural groans, and and we, that, those were a little weird. I kind of just chalked it up to mania. But you oh, know, yeah. then again, like like the Joker. Uh, it, I mean, we all want to compare him to like the Joker. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what he most closely resembles where like Bane was a more physical antagonist where he literally fought him. The Joker never fought Batman in a fist fight. Like he would always get other people to do his bidding. He was the, 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 the puppet master. I mean, he pulled the strength from behind the behind closed doors and had other people do his work, much like the Riddler had. Um, a lot of things happen with him where he had people help him towards the end. Um, and a lot of the stuff that he set up were just simply traps and a, and a plan that he devised. And kind of the whole goal was Batman to kind of parse this out. But I don't know. I thought the, the for the rest of the movie, I thought his interactions with uh, Commissioner, or not Commissioner, uh, Jim Gordon uh, with Selina Kyle. Uh, I thought those were pretty good. Maybe the relationship was a little bit forced on that. The whole the oh, kiss and forced. whatever. But then again, <laughs> there's no then again, she was also flirtatious. Like each other. <laughs> well, then again, her, her she was just flirtatious from the beginning. So I don't know. I maybe
0: there's, there's, there's some being flirty in the femme fatale way, and then there's just risking your person for this guy that you have like no reason to have any sort of emotional attachment to
2: i don't think she was risking her person she had her own I motives mean, at
0: the end she certainly was
2: how oh she jumps well, into we, danger. oh, to, oh to, to go up there i mean hey maybe that explains that she's a good person i don't know she can if you Can save them or can help them? Why not? Um,
0: If we have to think that deeply about what her motivation was, then I don't. How is that thinking
2: deeply? How is that thinking deeply that somebody has a conscience, (laughs) that somebody's like, oh shit, he's gonna die or he's like losing up there, like I can help him, and then I see the ladder. I I don't know. Also, she's used to like beating people up, so it kind of seems like a natural draw that she would want to jump into action. Um, I mean, she
0: stuck her neck out. uh...
2: She stuck her neck out for her friend and tried to like go literally the most dangerous mob around who will kill her at the drop of a nail. She's going to steal all this money from them and she'll just do that for her one friend. And because, you know, the whole dad thing. Like it seems like her her, her character is already like I want to help people who need help. She wants to help a specific person.
0: I I don't know. It just it didn't. The their whole relationship in the movie felt pretty underdeveloped and half baked.
2: Sure. Well, I don't think it's. I think it's the introduction of their relationship. I don't think it's it's the entire thing. Well, uh, even we, so, we haven't seen I, the think, I
1: think that the director of photography was horny the whole time. Jesus, Jesus,
2: yeah, um, a- Jesus, that's a that's other a characters of the movie. I, I mean, they were, they were pretty good um, as uh, a plot in general, as like a detective movie and a mystery movie. I think it did a pretty good job at setting up some, some good threads to pull on. Uh, it was easily, it was digestible enough.
0: Well, yeah, it was super digestible because they didn't trust the audience to be able to follow the plot. So you had James Exposition Gordon here explaining everything
2: to you <laughs> in case you weren't watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, but it felt natural. I thought it was okay to do that.
0: It did not come it didn't up feel... to me at all. No, it felt like it felt like they, can we, they focused. Actually, can
2: we
1: can we talk about can we go to spoilers? Yeah. Because sure. I need to talk about this.
2: Sure. Okay. Spoiler warning! Um, right now, if we haven't if we haven't given enough way, woo-woo. already.
0: um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's it's, it's like, divisive. You might like it, you might not. Um,
1: Jake can be really. confident, like he's it's it's us against him here. But in the general public, he has he has the backing. Of, he's got the people on his side.
2: Yeah, a, got- fu- a surprising amount of people. I was not expecting people. I wasn't expecting to like Robert Pattinson as Batman, but. A surprising amount of people are saying that he's coming through in spades,
1: yeah um now i i'll just i'll drop the fucking lava take here uh for me it's it's obvious, but I know i I'm ready for the rebuttal Jake you're gonna have to you're gonna bring this out all right, so here's my fucking hot take on the plot um, Batman really. He did not solve the mystery. He did not stop the murder, and he did not foil the plot. He did not beat the bad guy.
0: He loses, essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I that's part of why I feel like he's smaller in life because that that was why a lot of the uh, like it was a fair amount of the audience was laughing at points in this for me because uh, well not for me for them they were all cuz um there are a couple points in this mystery where we were it, it was it was kind of comical to me how much uh batman and gordon were were behind behind the eight ball or not behind the eight ball they were they were playing catch up um the the big scene for me that like i just i couldn't hold it and i just fucking i broke in half
0: I think was I know
1: what this is. um when, they, when they're interrogating Penguin and oh, they're okay. getting the clues about El Radalada <laughs> and they're going through like it, the fact that a lot of this mystery hangs on them like h- half translating the Spanish phrase <laughs> See, like this whole the crux of this scene was that like they're all trying to translate this word from Spanish and like it's a rat with it's a pigeon but no, no, no. It's it's maybe it's a bat. But like, but like, penguins penguin. also have wings.
0: Falcons have wings too. Falcons it's just like too. they. And then
1: the Joker goes, "It's it's Al. It's not La. Right, a lot, You can't. How you not know the difference between Al and La? What are you doing?" And they're like, and they're just like, you see the confusion on Batman Gordon's face. Is Gordon with, with wings sounds
0: an awful like rats bat with to wings? Me.
1: Have be- Those are bats too. Jesus. Gordon says Jesus a lot in this movie detective lieutenant gordon that's every time i see him he's like oh, jesus and and then they go to ElRadalada.com, which I, I need to go there right now
0: it was part of their viral marketing i think it used to host an augmented reality game i'm not sure if it still it, does or not
2: it's was well, still it still is the um the uh, ending or the the post credit scene tells you to go there and you can answer a series of questions and and it teases a uh, possible next movie or something like that I
0: think it's a planned trilogy yeah so
2: so it, it, it teases like the next movie this seems like it's does.
0: making decent money so mm-hmm. I think we'll get the sequel
2: uh I I mean to to that point I mean okay that's just I I think that's just personal preference on on when you have a villain like the Riddler you're gonna have word puns and word play well, it's so not that
0: there's word puns and word To plays. have like it's that they were unable to figure out these very basic in, riddles. In the way For the world's greatest detective,
2: they. What do you mean they? They were out all so the riddles. far behind. The they entire figured out time. all the riddles. What are you talking about? They literally did
1: not. Like the joke, the riddler did literally said to him. You didn't figure it out? I thought you were smarter
2: than not, this. Not like the last one. I think I think the last one that he got caught up on was the, the rat Like who and figured out who like the rat was. had three
0: different like, red herrings. Like, the rat with wings, but he the thought ultimate... it was him. He thought it was the penguin. He th- then they thought it was Falcone. Like, they got there eventually, yes. But for the world's greatest detective, he didn't seem that good at detective work. I really work.
1: felt like they were bumbling.
2: I I don't I don't really agree. I mean, uh, the whole premise is behind figuring out, like, they understood, okay, his next target, or what he's trying to tell us is find the rat in the police department, which mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with the riddle. It just knows the rat with wings, or the rat with wings, or whatever. Like, they understood the concept behind that. Mm-hmm. It was trying to figure out who exactly that was in the police department, which was the issue to begin with, which was like the hard part. That was the hard part was to try to figure out who it was. Like, so I don't I don't I'm still not really trying to like, how were they supposed to? What do you mean? I, I don't know. I feel like this could have had multiple answers. Like, it, I, wasn't I don't even, think the, it
1: wasn't even that. It was that like, this scene to me felt like the Topeka, Kansas scene from Black Dynamite, <laughs> where they're just running through all this shit, and that, the way it was, the way the scene was paced, the way that I was feeling on these characters up to this point, the way the uh, Penguin was breaking in with comic relief quips in his goobagoo Italian accent, like it killed. Kill the immersion for me.
2: What do you you mean comic relief? There was like a couple things of comic relief, but that's like natural in any fucking movie. To say that the penguin can't have comic relief?
0: That's not what he's saying. He's saying in that scene, it took him out of it. Yeah. Because he's joking around while his life is presumptively in danger.
1: Well, that's not even that. It's that they're trying, like this is supposed to be like a really tense scene where they're cutting through to this critical part of the mystery, and well, yeah. the Joker has to tell them an important part of solving the riddle, and makes fun of them for it while doing it, and he he cuts the tension of the scene. I can't. I couldn't. I I was breaking down laughing in the theater. Honest to God, my hand to God.
0: It's true. The one that got me is uh, after Falcone gets shot. And he's like, drag the lat into the light and you'll find where I'll be. And he looks up, he sees the sniper and like not even two seconds later, the cop's like, there's a sniper up there. <laughs> just seconds behind the world's greatest detective on that. It's like, if you could you could have gotten him if he were a little bit quicker and didn't have to speak out the riddle there. And some of the stuff, mm-hmm. it was just kind of silly. Like it's movie tropes. I understand what you're trying to say, Jake, but... I watch a I've watched a lot of neo noir, you know, who done it type stuff. Um and this kind of is not like a great they didn't seem like they were on top of things compared to some of the other protagonists in some of these other movies.
2: I, I don't know, man. Like right off the bat, like did he miss a couple things here and there? Sure. But what does that mean? Does that mean that Batman missed something and got most things or is the riddler just that fucking good at concealing his plan i mean like the only other thing that i would think that he missed was knowing that that tool was a carpet prior which doesn't even look like a a normal like carpet uh tool like I, i feel like they're bigger than that but whatever and then just by happenstance that the the guy was able to give him that clue, and then he would find the, the the locations of the bombs. That fuck means. Yeah, that yeah. was.
1: I, and then and then I just uh, I'm thinking about the end here. Um, so they they captured the riddle and the big the big plan goes off Riddler's final stroke. And I get that in movie writing sense because you have to have the climax. Like there's there, And to your point, Jake, there have been plenty of movies where the hero is not in time for the big uh, plan to be set in motion. Now he has to rescue everyone.
2: Yeah, you could literally say that about The Dark Knight, too, where that happens.
1: Right. But in other well, movies, a- I would expect that he would be able to come in, and when they're trying to assassinate the mayor, when they're assassinating her, she, does, she gets shot. Like, he's not in time to save her. Like, she's not dead, but she does, like, their plan, like, 99% goes off. And... If he wasn't, like, I, I don't... I don't see that him being there, even after them getting shot, is what kept her alive. Gordon pulling her to safety and keeping her in a safe spot, I, in my understanding, like, I feel like the SWAT team or reinforcements would have been able to come in and, and save her. But he goes in and he fights the littler Riddlers, the Riddler <laughs> boys.
0: Riddle kids.
1: <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, that fight's all right. That's fun. He's like doing wire stuff and he gets to hang up all the bad guys, like in a very Batman way where, um, you know, he doesn't take yeah. them out and he, He's very true to his uh, his no guns policy. I do appreciate Except that.
0: Except when he takes it and beats the shit out of two guys
2: with it, <laughs> that just kind of looked out of it's place. It's just a
1: funny shaped club at
2: that point, Kurt. Well, I mean, what do you expect him to do? I don't know. use his fists because he's Batman. Because he's when the, when maybe the butt of a rifle could be more effective at that but point. But he's Batman. That's yeah. He can't use a fucking tool. He has a utility belt. I don't... You're splitting hairs. You're literally I'm not, splitting... I'm just like, saying it looked out fine of place, Jake. Oh, he can't use a What other movie use has Batman
0: used the butt of a rifle to beat someone with?
2: Probably The Dark Knight. I'm pretty sure he's done he that not. before. I Oh, you remember every fucking scene in the Batman movie? In The I, Dark Knight? I remember He probably him has not. taken somebody's gun and <laughs> used it as a club to hit him. As Bruce Wayne, yeah but rest- not as uh, Batman. No, it's fucking Batman as fucking batman i i to to say i don't know just i have a problem with nitpicking on on it, really minute issues that don't
0: really I have just, that much of an effect oh, on the movie you have a problem with nitpicking on really minute, yeah. minute issues yes <laughs> okay Jake, okay
2: all right well I, I don't i don't agree that 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 having a that saying he can't hit somebody with I the i never said of a gun he couldn't i stripping. said it looked
0: out of place <laughs> don't put words in my mouth I said it looked out of place because it did <laughs> okay okay
1: cool. I mean yeah like I can there's for me there I could even nitpick a lot about this movie we were you know there's things like the uh when the power goes out right after that and the the live wire is still live yeah <laughs> right I had to giggle at that one I had a giggle at how when he was leading everyone out, Batman, like he had the flare and he was walking them out, but he didn't carry anyone.
0: Yeah. Was the mayor that got one. shot. All right, get up, swim, <laughs> swim, to safety. Hmm. I don't uh, even
2: know if he, he never even knew that she got shot. He wasn't there for that point. Well, the but he helps, like, point he helps is, him like, out of the rubble. I
0: feel like you can yeah, tell when someone's been shot.
2: <laughs> Not when they're waist deep in water. Well, and she had two. already gotten medical attention whatever what i i mean i I follow the plot of the 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 movie follow the story the events that happened i mean she got shot and then moments later after all they're all shooting the people in the water like the whole goal of this was to corral them into one confined area so they can just get like picked off left and right that was i guess his ultimate plan which then batman comes in and ends up foiling he is not able to he. Yeah, he probably reduces casualties. He doesn't save everybody, but then well, again, think like we said, this I is think the their beginning. Batman's goal Batman. is to
0: get Batman the mayor. Right? She was the last target on on the list of people. Mm.
1: She was like the big target. Not so they I, could,
0: Yeah, I mean, she was a
2: target, but so was everybody the there. Uh, well, I think also the whole goal was like whoever's going to this event where the mayor's at are probably like the elites of Gotham and probably like her supporters or maybe not like the, mm-hmm. you know, the people who in the Riddler's mind deserve to die to get that change. You know that yes. throughout this entire movie, um, which this is the point, which really sold the movie for me was the fact that when he finally confronts a Riddler, he says, we were, we're partners we have the same motives in mind. We're here to stop the people who, who did the, the crime, the corruption in Gotham. You want to stop the corruption just as much as I do. We both use masks to hide the person that was weak enough to do this. And the who we are with the mask on is the person who can actually take down the corruption and the crime. And he's doing it by targeting individuals that he knows, he knows the dirt on them and then kills them. And then there are certain parts of his master plan, like getting Falcone to, like he could never get to him. He's too locked up. So when he brought him into the light, that was when the Riddler could take him out. So I think using and playing on this whole role, and I mean, the Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight, I forgot which was the Hockey Pads one. I do Hockey Pads. That was Dark Knight. Yeah. Okay. When, Batman's effect on people are that he's they're going to mimic him which is basically what the Riddler did he mimicked his persona mm-hmm. uh, on vigilantism after Batman at the end and,
1: where the, one of the littler Riddlers gets uh he's down and they ask him who are you and I was we were both joke we in the theater we were both like he's gonna say oh I'm nobody you know. Some like an honest thing, but he says I'm vengeance, which is like an echo to what everyone else was saying. Which
2: struck a chord. That, I mean, that's what yeah, yeah. Batman, I mean, that's what Batman calls himself. That when oh, that's, that's what he what says other people earlier call him in the
0: movie. A well, lot. I think
2: he said I am vengeance. They're like, who are you, man?
0: Yeah, that might have been in the beginning when we weren't.
2: Oh yes. At. Oh, that's right. That's exactly when you first. So when you first meet Batman, to like fill you guys in on it, uh, like we're waiting for like the intro to see what Batman looks like and everything. Um, and there's like a series of crimes happening over Gotham, and the bat signal is up in the air. And all the criminals who are you know spray painting or stealing look at it, and then they divert their attention to a shadowy corner in an alley or a shadowy area, and they're afraid because their mind is telling them Batman's going to jump out any second now and beat my ass and stop me from doing this. And it happened doesn't happen in the other two cases, but when these thugs are beating up a a guy, in a, a train station or something like that, uh, then Batman comes out and beats the shit out of them. Um, and they, you have their first fight scene with them, which was which done pretty pretty well, because um, it didn't do a whole lot of jump cuts and everything like that. It was just kind of like a a stationary shot.
0: Yeah, of, a lot of the action of the fight in this happening. movie kind of felt either. Um... Too understated, that might have, or too overblown.
1: Kurt, like, if they established, like, a really upfront, like, a really solid fight scene,
2: that yeah. may have explained. Oh, if, yeah. If you like... missed that, like, yeah, he was. It, it kind of set the tone for how his fight style was going to be, where it's like, it's kind of slow, but it's also brutal with his punches. He doesn't, like, not really pulling his punches, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that he's not perfect. You know, when he does get jumped by six guys in a train station, they're going to get a couple licks on him. But ultimately, he's going to fuck him up in the end.
0: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and that's where he say uh, I didn't I would have wouldn't have mind that approach to the action in this movie. If they hadn't done that, like, really gratuitous Batmobile chase.
1: I I will because say that the, felt like the cinematography really during the Batmobile chase did not sit right with me. Um, I, was, I was frankly confused at what was going on during it, um, and I don't think that was the intention. I don't know if the intention was to be uh, maybe lost in the maelstrom of the traffic. Um, but when the shots were going around and... I couldn't tell in which direction the cars were traveling relative to each other. Um, that that I couldn't be excited by the fast, uh, high pace of the the action scene the tension of uh, wondering whether or not Batman will catch him uh, when I didn't know how close he was. Uh, I had a hard time understanding if he was uh, how yeah how close he was in his both in direction and his in his objective. Um,
2: yeah, I think one of the mistakes. I would think one of the things they probably could have done was put different lights on his car to identify which one was mm-hmm. the the Batmobile because his car is supposed to look like a. I mean, it's a you know souped up. Uh, I don't know what a, what technical car it's it would like be, a but big vet or like it's a it's yeah a bat it's like it's it looks like a, a normal car. It doesn't look like your. It's it's definitely not a Dark Knight you know tanker no, got, car, mm-hmm. but it's it's got these souped up jet engines on the back of it. And I did. It's, I it, like the
0: engine design of it, but yeah. I f- it felt like it was maybe a little too understated like I understand they're like trying to really hammer out oh he hasn't had all the R&D time in it yet
1: like in the, in the same yeah. vein his bat cycle is a motorcycle that he uses incognito like yeah he, he doesn't even ride as the Batman in that on the bat cycle um very low key.
2: He well, does it at the end, I think. Um He's got two motorcycles. Yeah. I think he's got this, his normal one that that Bruce drives around, which has plates on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he's got one that has bad ears on it. <laughs> I didn't notice that in the last in the final scene, uh his bat mo- his bat cycle has it's got bad has ears. Bad ears. Um, um and then has got bigger tires to it.
1: One last thing about the chase scene. Um so the ramp. as at the I end. said I was a little lost. For the whole thing and then uh the climax of it is that in the maelstrom of trucks and traffic um one trucker's uh rant, like his back his back uh whatever sort of uh comes in and but, it acts yeah, as a an impromptu ramp for him to jump the the storm and get in the final place to to uh pit uh the penguin as it were and in a scene where i can't tell what's going on or I'm confused by it. That came in and felt very much like a Davis ex machina for trying to end the scene for me. Um, which, you know, is intention Like, it's not an unheard thing to have a set piece like that where they use something like the back of a truck. Yeah, a it's,
0: it's, it's not I mean, like out of place in a big summer blockbuster movie. Um, and if this movie were kind of... More consistent in like big action set pieces, then it wouldn't have felt out of place here. But in a movie that tries for so much of its runtime to be like a really gritty neo noir type thriller, this coming in in the middle of it and lasting as long as it did felt like a, a like a, a sh- almost shot like dropping an ice cube in a hot cup of tea. You're like,
2: whoa. What the? <laughs> Yeah, but the the neo noir thriller element of it, the neo noir element of it, I think, just is a supporting aspect of the overarching but Batman. It's so action So much of the movie. movie. It, so which, much of the movie is, is, is the thing.
0: investigation. And the t- I'm not saying it's not yeah. a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that that is undeniably most of the movie.
2: I, I I agree, and it's we're we haven't seen a lot of this, but I mean that's what Batman is like i mean i when you think I, of the traditional batman you think of his detective yes, side of it as
0: and well i i see a lot of the things they were trying to do in this movie and i think they were good ideas i genuinely do i think that the idea was there but the execution was lacking
2: yeah i i mean it It honestly, it almost probably feels like they tried to do two movies at the same time, which probably added to the length of doing the Neo... I feel like exactly
0: that. If you focused in on one one type of movie you were trying to make, I think you would have had a stronger end product. And I, I liked a lot of the novel approaches they took to making a Batman movie, and... You know, I, I really wanted. I saw the good reviews, and I really came into this trying to like go easy on it and be like, okay, I, I want this to you know to surprise me. I want this to be be better than I think it's going to be. But it it the movie got in its own way a lot.
1: I have a question. All right, I was thinking about this. I know it probably well. Okay, my question is: at any stage during the production of this film? At any stage, it might have been very early on. Do you think that at any stage this was conceived as like an HBO Max series?
0: Um,
1: I just think with hard to say. I think two kind of nearly running parallel storylines. You have the Riddler's um, terrorist uh, riddles, and you have the Falcone uh, crime drama, and they do inter they intertwangle at the end. They yeah. They shimmy-shammy and do a square dance. Um, but for a lot of them, they kind of run in parallel to each other. And you have a movie. Again, this movie is three hours. Uh, it's a lot of movie, and there's a lot of stuff in it. And you have this cast of characters. Um, it seems to me like this is one of those times where you could break it out into um, yeah, all, maybe even like a Snyder kind of. Like, it could know, four have episodes, been. And you have each episode that could be like a Riddler mystery.
0: I think it I could think... have worked as that. But I don't think at any point in development it was going to be a, a series. It, this reeks to me of they had their gritty detective movie featuring Batman that they were really proud of. And then when they showed it to the focus groups, the studio was like, oh, we got to add in more of the romance subplot. We got to add in this big action scene. You know, this kind of reeked to me of studio meddling based on like focus testing the wrong audience um because i think there's i think there's a movie in here that was very artistic and very bold but i it feels like it kind of got pulled in a few different directions towards the end of the development
2: um in terms of like series and whatnot uh i think there were talks of series going on aside it um, so, maybe that might be where they're talking about. Because, like, what was this? Somebody was talking about possibly them doing a, a, a spin off series alongside of it. I forgot who the main person would be. But, anyways, I think they want to do some sort of series alongside it, too. Maybe a mini series setting up um, the Joker or something like that. Uh, or, or some other villain. You know, I don't know. Maybe just supplementary to set up maybe a next movie, or that'll explain previous events of this movie. Because um, I mean, with the success of like uh, Peacemaker and and many other HBO DC shows, I can definitely see them wanting to do it. But no, I think I think they just wanted to appease a lot of different audiences. You have your your MCU fans who want a superhero movie, who want the action, who want that that jump scene with the deus ex machina of the ramp and then the final fight scene where you have the the nice set piece of the stadium being flooded and having the scaffolding fight, uh, which doesn't normally fit in, like, a neo-noir movie, but they also wanted to do something different with this movie and have a very heavy emphasis on the neo-noir side of it, which I think we all would agree is nice. nice... Um, yeah. nice change it's for a novel Batman. approach I'll, I'll i mean we've seen we've that. had we've had what I mean, we've had all the, the dark knight trilogy which all action all the time with very subtle detective work i mean yeah. i mean there was the detective was, work is sonars in the pockets it was big action set Fox. pieces
0: but yeah. the dark knight trilogy were really character dramas at the end of the day yeah. with big action set pieces in them um
2: yeah, like there were there were no detective work around figuring out Bane and figuring had, out like he had Skynet.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, or or even I mean, the only person they didn't know was like Joker, and like maybe there was one detective work was like the bullet I remember. I mean, there's like, there's some the things, fingerprint of the bullet.
0: It's not an emphasis though.
2: <sighs> yeah, no, de- definitely not an emphasis. Uh, which this one was trying to really push right off the bat huh um where you know, they bring him right into the crime scene uh that that kick-starts the movie and that crime scene i don't know how how late did you get into it when did you it's start hard to they were say. coming in
1: at the they were autopsying the body or they were investigating the crime scene of the mayor
2: okay all right then yeah you missed i think the murder and then the um uh, the beginning like fight scene with the criminals where he's like kind of I think it's Robert Pattinson narrating it and saying like this I'm like I'm fear. Like I okay, this is what I provide the, for the, the
1: classic the, Batman. I am fear, I am vengeance, I am
2: the Yeah, night. yeah. He's doing a little monologue, but it's also you find out later he's writing it in his in his little journal. Hmm. Um and then also uh yeah it, I mean,
1: like that would have been like a really nice framing device. That would have been like really cool framing and like a parallel to the the riddle journal. I don't know why they didn't. Why didn't they keep that for like more of the movie? Did they? Did were there other scenes where he writes in the journal besides like he does? I guess in the beginning, like, like yeah. you say, and There's, then afterwards. The beginning, kind of, ending it, he does the write up.
0: I do think that would have been a little bit better because instead of having Gordon that would have established just
1: the parallels theme, like you were saying, Jake. Like yeah, we're not and, so yeah. instead you of and
0: I. instead of trying to have Gordon just explain what the clue means very brashly, it would have been even better for the detective aspect of it if, you know, they drove the story through his narration and he kind of walked through his thought process following the clues and stuff Um,
1: Oh, you know what I want for another Batman movie if they're going to keep doing detective stuff This is a little maybe it's a little passé at this point maybe it's a little outdated but like like a psych or like a Sherlock or a Sherlock Holmes kind of like montage of him putting the clues together
2: Think that would be cool. I like that. Go to his mind palace. Exactly. Uh yeah. I I I don't know how much more of this noir aspect they're gonna have in like future movies. I mean, people obviously like it, so my gut is telling me that yeah, they're gonna try to oh, yeah. shoehorn it in there in the future. But it's like without a villain like the Riddler being like a persistent threat, I don't like. They kind of set up Joker. They kind of set up in like the most basic sense. They set up Bane, even mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure that adrenaline that he took was That's venom. That's what I was saying too. I was like, was that venom? I thought it was Did just an just... epipen
0: or adrenaline I... shot. I don't think it was supposed to be venom, but it could I, be. It, I
2: mean, it looked green though, yeah, I, and
1: and I, they also and they, didn't set up venom. They the drug of choice was drops.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they haven't. They haven't exactly set up that but they've set up like chemicals and stuff with it but i mean they set up a lot of villains too i mean they did penguin um joker in the end which they are gonna release um a scene a deleted scene i guess uh where he actually talks to joker yeah and they set up the fact that he Hard is to imagine a they deleted villain any
0: scenes from this but somehow they did <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think they they took out a scene where he went to Arkham Asylum to talk to, um, or is, is it just Arkham out on Arkham Prison? It's, it's Arkham, maybe uh, it's, it's Arkham, Arkham Prison. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's a So they went to Arkham Asylum oh, and he uh, talked to the Joker. Yeah, and and, and discussed himself.
1: What I would like to see, like if I could have my my dream movie here, my dream sequel, my dreamquel, is that they do a parlay after this attack into. Maybe well not entirely in no man's land because they kind of did that in Dark Knight Rises, um, but kind of you can lean into that a giant attack on the city has left the infrastructure uh, damaged. It was a flood, so it's not crazy, but um, you know it's it, I mean it's a after Hurricane Katrina kind of situation where the city's kind of in shambles, um, and you have that as the setting. And then to build on what happened at the end of this movie, um, I would actually like the villain of the next one to be Hugo Strange. Oh, you know what That you can way, do. Batman can both deal with the people who is, who is locked up at Arkham and address the concern that these are people who will be back out on the streets after their time is served, and mm-hmm. also reckon with the legacy of his mother, um, who comes from the Arkham family.
0: Well, right? in this Because movie. that
1: was one of the themes that they established in this, yeah. was that... Um, he is his family is deeply rooted to Gotham's problems or they are entangled with it or inextricably linked for better or the for sins worse. of my
2: father, which was a, a persistent. They wrote I a guess, big uh,
1: thing on the wall about it.
2: Yep. And I mean, even it, like it, it related to Catwoman it related to Batman. Did it, I don't remember if the Riddler's backstory had.
1: He was an orphan. At the just just an orphan.
2: Just
1: yep. He. That's in, why, because he movie, didn't yeah. have any special upbringing. He didn't have the privilege. He was just a regular orphan. So he got you know. to see the bad side and the downfall of renewal of the corruption mm-hmm. of the city. He was a victim of the hubris yeah. and of the the systems of power in place in the city.
0: I think yep. um, this kind of move, this uh, this style of film. And, like, the general time place they set it in is conducive to adapt uh, the long Halloween story. Because okay. that takes place after Batman Year One as this. And it has a lot of the characters they've set up in here. It's got Catwoman in it. It's got Joker in it. Uh, Two Faces in it. Um, I think Penguin might be involved in it, too. And there is a large investigative... Investigate, invested to give component of it <laughs> uh, which kind of fits what I think they were going for here um yeah like I said there's there's stuff in the movie that I, I wanted to like and I think you know some of the ideas it had were good but I didn't feel like the acting was particularly strong and I didn't feel like the plot was as uh, well written as it needed to be to kind of hang your hat on, on the mystery. Uh,
1: I'll defend my, my view on it saying that um, while many things that Jake has said are, uh, are true and not wrong about the movie, uh, the fact that I felt this way coming out of the movie means that at some level uh, there was something that happened to make me feel that way.
0: And I will Um, say that.
1: So whether or not I can actually articulate it, which I would hope I could do because I'm a reviewer, but I'm not a professional reviewer, and I have, you know, maybe I'm just not as good at this as I thought I was. But coming out of it, there's a reason. There's some reason that I laughed. Maybe it's something as part of the actual factual parts of the plot. Maybe it's something more subtle in the way the scenes were shot, uh, scored, directed, acted. Could be.
2: I um, mean, there's some, There is something inherently like just. I guess comical about riddles in general where like when it's a play on words and you get it, you're like, huh, okay. All right. Especially like if they're, if they're a good riddle or something like that. I mean, there's like, like the, the, uh, you would have caught this one. So like the first one, what do liars do when they die? They lie still. Like that is inherently like a a funny play on words. It's a pun, Mm -hmm. but it's also a good riddle. What the heck? Um, Which Batman got right away because he's the world's greatest detective. But, you know, yeah. also, this is this is also, you know, this is a great, I think this is a great introduction to what they wanted. If they want to do their trilogy this way or in, a, in this fashion, I think it's a really good introduction. I'd like to see more of the ev- evolution of Robert Pattinson's Batman. We saw, we saw like a Batman arc of, of, I want to make the city fear me. I am vengeance too. Vengeance isn't enough and it can be portrayed in different ways. And the way that the Riddler did it and his followers did it was bad. I want them to see me as somebody who doesn't, who they don't fear, who is like almost redemption Mm -hmm. or uh, salvation, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of the natural
1: conclusion of, um i mean the that's a that's a really popular storytelling trope is you know we're not so different you and i and the natural response to that trope is yes we are that's why you're the villain and i'm the hero because of this mm-hmm. difference that i'm going to articulate right now that good and evil are two sides of the same coin even though yeah. two-face wasn't in this movie
2: and you know even and even like even catwoman even though she's supposedly the a protagonist in this trying to do good Her way of vengeance involved a gun, and he's like, "That's not how we do it. That's not justice. Not allowed. That's not. That's not allowed. So no guns. Yeah, hit the gun away. Except he's using Um, as a club. You got to use the other end. Yes, use use it as a butt, and you also beat him and give him contusions and (laughs) possible concussions and CTE. Well, they they
0: talk about uh, like, and one of the things I like about Batman Year One. That's probably my second favorite Batman comic book beside." Dark Knight Returns. Um, I know that's too obvious, but whatever. Um, is that they they talk about like some of the injuries that the thugs that Batman fights have, and it's like <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty, they're never gonna walk again. <laughs> yeah, they'd be better off dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, what? Did he? Did it drop somebody from a building in like The Dark Knight or Batman Begins, and like oh, in, broke their leg Dark or something Knight, like
1: that? There's definitely – Dark Knight and Batman v, Batman v Superman even more than that.
0: Batman v uh, Superman, just, he straight up shoots people.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think – like and they didn't – they also didn't talk about that in Batman v Superman where they made that – I don't know if they made that a point of his character where he's, he's strictly anti-lethal uh, violence. And I, I've watched a couple of video essays where the, they kind of reiterate like, yeah, that doesn't like – have to be it's it's a in a lot of adaptations that's a big part of his character um but doesn't like absolutely have to be like just like batman doesn't have to doesn't have to take place in gotham that's why you have like batman of shanghai or something like that Mm. You know, But it's in a lot of things and for people going in to see a generic Batman movie, maybe that's what they assumed they would uh, see and then you get Batman running over dudes in his fucking back car as he shoots them with heavy caliber machine gun bullets. Um, my, close, my closing arguments. Um, I would say if you don't feel like watching this movie that's fine because it's a superhero movie. There's going to be more. If you went to this and you liked it, you have a you have a legion behind you. You are you are with the winning crowd. Uh, and if you don't like it, I hope you know that there's two there's two little anarchists.
0: Three. Kaylee upstate also did not like it.
1: Yeah, three three anarchists in upstate New York who will be on your side.
0: We will fight. We'll take the power back through a series of elaborate riddles and homicides. <laughs> <laughs> control your narrative all right that's gonna wrap up episode 304 of the siren studs podcast um join us saturday eastern for some god of war action we've been streaming during the week uh the new risk of rain 2 dlc which is beginning to frustrate me greatly need that patch real quick (laughs) um 'Cause it's currently not particularly balanced. Um Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs is the place to go for that. Um check out Ironblood Gaming on Twitter at Ironblood Gaming. Uh we're at studs Saturn, but you'll see our stuff retweeted a lot on their page. And check out some of the other content creators there. on. There's there's something for everyone there. If you like oh, some yeah. of our shit, They're adding... you'll uh you'll probably find something you like there. Yeah, as COD,
2: well. Apex, hobbies. Um, well, we got a FIFA team now. Yeah. Some shit. I, that's crazy. I don't know
0: anything about FIFA except that's very corrupt oh. in real life. <laughs> that's why you're playing fucking the World Cup in Qatar. <laughs> that's where. You're... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the place to go for that. Com. Get your links to all our stuff. I think we have a link to their Twitter page on our website as well. Um, you can find archive episodes if the 25 or so that are probably cached in your uh, podcatcher of choice just ain't enough Saturn studs for you. <laughs> There's over 300 episodes of it for you to listen to at your leisure. Um, those are mostly all available online. Um, if uh, they're not, you can always tweet at us or send us an email, Saturnstuds at gmail.com, and we can get you We can get you the episode. It's around here somewhere. I'll find it. Um, It's the bespoke Mm -hmm. delivery service that we run. All right. Until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace.
2: Bye-bye.